Well, good morning to you and, and happy Thanksgiving. This is Danny Smith at DK Ministries, and this is DK Ministries Proclaiming the Word podcast, and this is being recorded on on Wednesday morning, November the 23rd, a little before 5.30 in the morning as we've getting started here. And as I said to you, happy Thanksgiving if you hear it. Uh, before that, or, or I'll say it this way, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving, enjoyed everything that God wanted you to enjoy, and got to eat everything you wanted to eat, and, uh, and got to sleep afterwards and take a nap and all that good stuff, but more than anything, had uh, family time. If you were able to do that, uh, praise the Lord for it. Listen, if you have your copy of God's Word, we're going to take a little, we're going to throw a curveball at you today and, and do something that uh, we didn't think we were going to do, had not planned to do till this morning. And uh, yes, and once again, God seemed to take us in another direction, but I think he did it uh, with uh, Thanksgiving in mind and, and reminding us of some things that we need to be thankful for. And one of the things that I'm thankful for, oh, I forgot to tell you what turn did. <laughs> I need to get better at this. I'm so sorry. If you will turn to Matthew chapter 28, <clears throat> verses 18 through 20. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. Now, many of you since have said that, oh, that's the Great Commission. He's going to do... Listen, just turn there. Uh, have an open mind, open heart, open spirit, <laughs> open ears for a moment, and just listen to what I say. Okay, so Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Uh, and this morning, as we approach Thanksgiving, and I think about all the things uh, that go along with it, I want to be thankful uh, for the opportunities God has given us to plant seeds in the life of people, uh, seeds of faith, seeds of growth, seeds of you know commitment, whatever, whatever name, whatever title, whatever uh, 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 thing you put on them. Uh, by the way, uh, as your attorney there, I will remind you: yes, this is the Great Commission, and not the Good Suggestion. Uh, it is something we're all supposed to be involved in, and and we find different ways to be involved in. Okay, now I'm going to take a sip of coffee because this is Wednesday. And for some reason, my body on Wednesdays has decided uh, to, to develop uh, this frog <laughs> in the throat uh, thing. And, I, you know, I've had different people tell me different things, suggest different things. But my body seems to know that Wednesday's the day that I do a lot of talking. And uh, and so it wants to give me some obstacles to face. And coffee's one of the things that will help. So hold on one second. I hope that didn't make too much noise for you. We're going to do the best we can. Okay. <clears throat> now, if you were going to turn to uh, Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20, uh, you should be there for now. Uh, it doesn't matter. Whatever <clears throat> translation you have, they, they were really close. And, and how, whatever form you have your, you know, your Bible in, whether it's, you know, the electronic type, whether it's leather bound, paper bound, hardback, <laughs> papyrus, whatever it is. Anyway. In Matthew chapter 28, this is, by the way, the last words of Jesus before he sent into heaven. Uh, and Jesus came and spoke to them. And this is after the, uh, the resurrection, of course. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptize them in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to deserve all things that I have commanded you. Lo, I am with you always even to the end of the age. And my Bible says, Amen. Well, <coughs> I... I uh, I want to talk to you this morning uh, about uh, that kind of uh, thing that happened here. This thing we know that Matthew gave him the last words. He's in in his gospel. He's reminded that Jesus declared uh, that we are to go in all the world and do everything we can uh, to uh, to bring people to Christ. And, and that is our purpose. That is what we're supposed to be here. Talk about big goals. God's side fast. My goodness gracious. And when I look at the world today, it, the, the, the goal of the task is to get smaller. 
nor is it getting easier. We are to go share the gospel, bring people to Jesus, and that is what the church is to do. No way around that. You, you can you can debate it, and you can argue, it, and you you can do like a lot of people and, and and try to kid yourself, fool yourself, or whatever about well, it's not really your job, it's not really your task. You do this, you do that. It is your job, it is your task, and no matter what else you do, you are to be involved in in doing what you can to reach people. You know, I have come to see through the years uh, that uh, that that evangelism, that uh, bringing people to Christ involves uh, planting seeds into people's life. Uh, uh, more so than not, uh, a harvest of souls is because there have been a lot of seeds planted. And um, it, there are times, and I've been fortunate enough to experience a time or two this myself, where, uh, but there are times where people, the first time you talk to them, they come to Christ. The first time, uh, I never, I'll never forget, some years ago, uh, I heard a sermon uh, about people will not just come out of the office. You have to go out in the highways and byways. You'd have to do everything you can to win them to, to Jesus. And I said, amen, and believed it. Thought that and had always, you know, kind of uh, lived by that understanding. <laughs> a few days later, I'm sitting in the office at the church and working. The second chair comes in and says, Brother Danny, uh, this man has stopped by, wants to talk to you about receiving Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! So he comes in, him and his mother. Uh, I forget how he was. He was not a he was not a child. He was not an old man. Uh, <clears throat> he was uh, maybe you know twenty or so. wasn't He was old enough to know what he was doing. Put it that way. So they sit down, explain their story. I, I won't give you the particulars of that, but anyway, uh, he realized that he needed to make a decision for Jesus. I think his mom had planted a few seeds in his life, but uh, we don't get distracted. So uh, she, first church, I guess, she <laughs> saw, and she turned in. Now, uh, we said, down, we shared the gospel. He prayed to receive Christ. They went on their way. I hope they followed through. I hope he was baptized. Uh, he, they, I knew that when I started sharing with them, I would probably never see them again. They weren't, I don't even know, you know, I... Um, I've heard people call you know there's a divine appointment, uh, and, and you know when God brings people in your life like that, and, and there are times or moments that happen. I just I just was thankful I was at the office, which is kind of rare, and I could give you lots of things, but but uh, that was a life I'd never planted any seeds in, <laughs> okay. But other people apparently had, and, and so this man came to Christ. Well, I am thankful this morning that God gives us the opportunity to plant seeds into people's lives. And he does that through a multitude of ways. But he does that because he's given us a big goal and a God-sized task to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And there's never been a, a more important time than now. There's never been a more difficult time than now, probably in some ways. Uh, the world was very disinterested in the message of Jesus when he was here, but whew, I'm not sure that matches the disinterest today. Oh, my gosh. Uh they're, they say in the last election was held, uh, the midterm elections, and I'm not fixing to give you a political speech, but they, and I don't know who they are, researchers, discuss, discussers, I, I don't know. Do they have credibility or not? They seem to have numbers and research and everything. But they say a large number of people who voted in this last election voted the way they voted to vote to vote down, uh, for lack of a better way to say it, Christian influence, to vote down. Uh, people who who seem to have you know Christian Christian roots or Christian heritage or Christian uh, backing whatever, uh, well if that's true, and I, 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 here again you can do lots of things with numbers and 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 I tell you the truth uh, as a student of politics, which I have become, not an expert but a student, I, I, don't, I don't I don't know, but in the midst of the 
culture of today in the midst of this craziness we have. You know, for example, we have people on the one hand who stand up and say, you have to believe the science. But then every time you turn around, <laughs> they're rejecting the science. Uh, you have to believe the science as they interpret it. And, and so, I, you know, you, you know a lot of this. I was listening yesterday to a discussion of, of, of guys and uh, I don't want to get in a big argument about it and what we should do and how we should do it and how, you know, how we'll be safe and all this kind of stuff. And everything they said goes against the reality and really goes against the science. But anyway, uh, so what I want to talk to you about is, is having read that passage there in, you know, in Matthew, and I talk about the Great Commission, I want to talk to you about planting seeds. Uh, we have to plant seeds in people's life. By the way, planting seeds and winning people to Jesus is, is more than standing on a street corner yelling at cars <laughs> when they pass by, and that those in those cars better get right or with Jesus or they're going to burn in hell. Uh, some years ago, there was a guy uh, who was doing that from a, uh, a shopping uh, uh, parking lot, uh, from a parking lot in, in Macomb, Mississippi, and some of my young people in my church told me about it, and and, and then and it, it talked about the experience of driving by and this guy hollering at him and. and, uh, and and I thought, uh, you know, I said, oh, come on, guys, not, not really, really? <laughs> well, they said, oh, daddy, it's true. Just go drive by there one night. So I did, and he hollered at me as I drove by. <laughs> he hollered at everybody. I don't think he's doing that anymore. I don't know what happened to him. Uh, I pulled in, tried to talk to him, but that didn't work out too well. Uh, but I don't think he was really planting many seeds. I mean, not many people in today's world uh, receive being hollered at when they drive by. Now, that doesn't mean that God didn't call him to do it. It doesn't mean he shouldn't have done it. But I just come to talk to you about a better way. <laughs> and that's just finding a way uh, to plant as many seeds in people's lives. There's much more to winning people, Jesus, to stand on that street corner, as I said, and hollering at people. And the most important thing is um, plant seeds. And, and that is becoming a, one of my favorite analogies from the Word of God. When I was a child, maybe that's why I've become uh, such a a fan of that analogy. When I was a child, I had to work in large gardens from time to time. My granddaddy grew cotton. Uh, he had a few cows in his, on his place, but he also had big gardens. For a long time, uh, he'd have two gardens. I never really knew. One was like, uh, oh, I guess it was the southern part of the place, and, and the other one was toward, I guess, the northern part of the place, and the house sat in the center, and the pasture was in the back. And, and so we had to work both gardens, uh, and he planted different things in those those places. And there were a few times in, in in my childhood that I would be with him when he was planting. And my granddaddy had uh, a system for planting seeds and planting a garden. He never put one seed in a spot. <laughs> he always put a number of seeds. And then he would be thankful for the ones that took root and grew. And uh, and and my granddaddy never uh, when when the harvest came and we were shelling peas or beans or you know, getting corn, whatever it was, uh, broccoli or, oh, not broccoli. My granddad never did broccoli. I, knew of, I, I said broccoli because a friend called me yesterday and told me that they were having an event at, at the church and uh, she was cooking broccoli and, and that I was welcome to some. <laughs> and uh, for those who don't know, I don't eat broccoli too much. Uh, well, I don't eat broccoli at all. But <laughs> anyway... He grew okra. Gosh, that stuff will eat you up when you're harvested. <laughs> and if you try to do it with a short sleeve shirt. But the point is, is that in this garden planting that my granddaddy did year after year, there's a couple of things I want you to know about it. And, and it's taught me some spiritual lessons. First off, he, the garden was in the same place every year. And, and so he's planting seeds in the same place every year. And every year you'd get a different harvest. Every year different things would happen. And my granddaddy would always be thankful for the harvest he had. 
and uh, did not focus on the harvest he didn't get. He had, you know, like I said, he plant he plant seeds and uh, uh, at more than one in a hole. <laughs> And I don't know if any farmer plants just one in a hole. I don't, I don't, maybe they do, and, and, and you're going to tell me that was wasting seeds. But, but the spiritual analogy has not been lost to me. We need to plant as many seeds as possible that we might win as many as possible uh, uh, to Jesus and that we might do as quick as possible. And so uh, we want to do that by, by planting seeds. And that's just become a, a biblical analogy. You know, Jesus talked about the sower who went out to sow seeds. Well, this is a seed planting time for many people of year uh through many different things uh my son his youth group and another other youth groups in louisiana baptist convention i uh, went to alexander this week uh, uh to go to the rapids uh parish coliseum uh, five thousand people there understand uh and uh heard the gospel of christ many decisions made seeds were planted and and harvested and, and some seeds were planted for a later harvest and great time had and uh, many great things done. Um, this is a time where a lot of people uh, put together shoeboxes to go all over the world. And, uh, you know, they, they first see kind of a localized thing. You bring your kids and somebody preaches to them, teaches them, and, 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 and uh, put pours into their life for almost two days. And then uh, hopefully there's a response. If not, then you go home and nurture the seeds that were planted. Hopefully, uh, the same philosophy, same kind of thing with youth camps and other things that happen, revivals and different things. Uh, the shoebox ministry that allow us to participate in this time of year. And this isn't a, this isn't a shame on you if you didn't. This is just, you know, the story of what happens if you do. And, and so, uh, and, and let me go back a, a couple of years ago. Uh, I had retired. We had retired and we were, uh, preaching in various churches, filling in and doing, doing things like that for us. Had, had served up for its interim. And so one day it was really kind of a neat day. We got an opportunity to preach that morning in a church, a small church, but, but their um, response to the shoeboxes was amazing. I, I forget, I'm not going to give you the number because I'd probably get it wrong, but, but we, we were in that church, walked in, and I saw these shoeboxes filling the, filling the altar, filling the aisle, filling the, the stage area. And it was a, kind of a, a, a big, not kind of, it was a big stage area with steps, you know, multiple steps, and, and uh, let's say three as I look at it. Uh, of course, the third one would be the platform itself, and he had just just enough space to walk up to the to the, to the stage where I was preaching, and uh, all those shoe boxes are just amazing. And we prayed; I got the opportunity to pray over them, and uh, it was incredible. And, and then that night we went to another church, and uh, I wasn't preaching, uh, but they were. I didn't know wasn't ready had appeared. Uh, I was just going somewhere to worship, and. Um, the pastor, when I knew the pastor, he knew me, and he said, uh, uh, "Brother Danny, will you come and pray over the shoeboxes?" And so I did. And 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 in those two instances, there um, got an opportunity to uh, to pray. You know, well, right over. You know, by the time we all got done, it was well over. Uh, we'll just use the number, say 500 boxes. Okay, well over 500 boxes. Neither church very big, by the way. Uh, both of them have a big uh, opportunity. To, uh, to do two boxes so um, and do boxes and plant seeds that way and each box by the way you can do the math uh, well over 500 boxes and they say that each box touches the life of 30 people so you begin to see uh, you begin to do oh 50 times 30 and you, you can do your math there and you begin to see well I, I wrote a post on that uh, experience and um, 
it's a body from our home church, a place where Kathy and I met Jesus, where we <coughs> served in, in our first ministerial position, where we celebrated the birth of our baby, where we were married, all these great things. Uh, some of that church let me know, hey, uh, our church had uh, uh, did this year, uh, don't you might like to know, so you post, don't you might like to know, almost 4,000 boxes. And, and so there it was. Uh, in, in that less than 24 hour period, I'd heard about and been connected with in some ways, uh, over, uh, 5,000 boxes or almost 5,000 boxes. And you, once again, you do the math, 5,000 times 30, it's a lot of, that's a lot of seeds, a lot of lifestyles. Well, I, I've told you that just to tell you all this. And, and, and I know that it's, you know, it's Thanksgiving and you're wondering what in the world are you doing? Well, I, I'm going to encourage you to plant seeds. Listen, Jesus, when he gave the great commission, he'd go in all the world. There's no place we shouldn't go. There's no life we shouldn't be willing to touch. But I also want to tell you a few things. Learning from my grandfather. My grandfather never got upset that some of the seeds he planted didn't seem, didn't seem to bring forth fruit. And the truth is, every farmer who plants seeds know that many of the seeds they plant do not immediately bring forth fruit or, or, or bring a harvest. However, my granddaddy just kept on planting. <laughs> and he just kept on planting every year. <clears throat> and his, he'd go to the same places every year. <clears throat> he'd go, excuse me, I'm sorry, just trying to clear my throat. He'd go, he'd plant those seeds and, and they would come up and every year he'd be thankful for the harvest. And sometimes I hear people say, oh, I don't know if there's any hope for them. I don't know if there's any help for them. I, I don't know if it's ever going to make a difference. I don't know if I really need to keep on. Yes, you do. First off, Jesus is commanded. And secondly, that's how they're, the only way they're going to hear. So keep on planting those seeds. Do like my granddaddy did. Just keep on going. And don't worry about the harvest you didn't get. Praise the Lord for the harvest you get. Listen, uh, sometimes uh, sometimes we we may only see uh, an indication here and there that, uh, that people have received the seed, the seeds take taking root and taking life. <clears throat> and it may not be that we see that we're able to... to to win the soul of Jesus, it may be that we hear later uh, that they won, but it all has to do with that seed planting and the seeds that have been, been placed in life. Uh, when I came to Christ at the age of 20, uh, for a long time, I, I often forgot about the seeds that had been planted in my life the years before that. Uh, and there had been people periodically through my life <laughs> who had planted seeds in my life that, that I never really thought about, that I, that I, um, well, had rejected it. I'm sure they thought were, you know, maybe a waste of time. But those seeds, uh, eventually became part of the harvest, the, uh, when I came, when I gave my life to Christ. Jesus told the disciples, go to all the world. And, and we have to do that. We have to find ways to do that. And it's difficult. It's more difficult now than it's ever been. But the idea is just to keep planting seeds. Today is, <coughs> excuse me, today we celebrate Thanksgiving, or we prepare to celebrate Thanksgiving. And I'm so thankful for people who are planting seeds. As I said, I've looked around, our church participated, a number of churches that I'm aware of are participating. Uh, many people on my Facebook where I see uh, great news and, and, and fascinating truths about uh, people who are, who are, who are doing shoeboxes. And the number they are doing is just amazing. A friend of mine goes to church and, and she, she leads the, uh, the charge there. And, uh, they're a small church, but man, they plant a lot of seeds through those shoeboxes. Here, he said, Billy Dean, what's the point for today? You, you, you got my time. You're taking up my time here. What's the point? Point is just keep planting seeds. 
uh, plant as many as you can, to, uh, in as many as you can, and just keep planting them. Just keep planting them. You say, oh, well, you know, I get tired, I get weary, I get all these. Okay, it's okay. I understand it's human, and we want to, you know, sometimes we want to back off, we want to slow down, we, we want to go somewhere else, we want to do all these other things. Just keep planting seeds. Um, you have to do that. You have to just keep planting. You say, you don't have any new truth for me. Well, the truth is, if you've quit, you need to pick back up. If you're getting weary, you need to, you need to re-energize. If you've thought about, if you thought about stopping, stop thinking that and think about it, keep going. Just keep planting the seeds in life to the people you meet. Every opportunity you get, listen, you say, Brother Danny, uh, I don't get a lot of, oh, you go to, you, you go to stores, you go to restaurants, you go to service stations. You, you meet all kinds of people all, in all kinds of places where, um, you get an opportunity to plant seeds and you just have to do it. Um, there was a seed planted the other day and I told somebody this in a, uh, in a devotional I wrote. Uh, about a place that we lovingly refer to as the pig. <laughs> it's a grocery store in our community that <clears throat> that we go to. Really, the only grocery store we have in our community uh, of any size to it. Uh, like a lot of places, we have those dollars. <laughs> we have those yellow signed dollar stores. Uh, there are uh, there are two of them within. Oh gosh, maybe more of that, but two of them we can get to pretty quickly. But they're not really grocery stores. Although they have stuff. But we have one real grocery store that is a legitimate grocery store. And I was in that grocery store uh, a couple of weeks ago now. And uh, two guys that didn't know each other got to talking on the produce aisle. It was kind of fascinating to hear, really. And uh, one guy who uh, really started the conversation, uh, well, I should, with this, with this couple, really, it was a man and a wife. And uh, go on, and they were having instant laughter and fun and, and just different things going on. And I don't remember how the guy started, but it became pretty clear that he was trying to plant some seeds in people's lives. Uh, and, and eventually the guy he was talking to quit and said, man, are you a believer? And, and the guy said, yes. And he kind of replied he was. And I said, I thought so. I see the light. And I realized that guy was just planting seeds. That's all he was doing. He was just planting seeds, doing the best he could. And, and sometimes what you do when you plant seeds, you, you want to harvest your souls. And sometimes you do like that guy did. You put a seed in life of someone who's just reminded uh, of, of how good it is to be a Christian and how wonderful it is to, to find other Christians and to celebrate for a moment. And that they did. Uh, they, they, they shook hands, hugged or whatever it was and, and uh, went on their different ways. But for a moment, he reminded me of the importance of planting seeds. This is the day before Thanksgiving. And there are so many things we could say, so many things we've done. Uh, and and you might have tuned in this morning uh, looking to hear from the book of Romans, which where we've been. And I was going to do that today. Now, we're taking a break at our church tonight. Are we, We're letting our people be with their families and prepare their wonderful Thanksgiving meals. Uh, none of them have asked me to eat dinner for Thanksgiving. I'm going to check into that. <laughs> Oh no, we're we got plans. We're going to our uh, to my brother-in-law's sloth where we else go. But the truth is, let me get back on track. The truth is, I wanted to take a moment today and encourage you to plant seeds. It has been my pleasure uh, in the last week to uh, to hear about many people in places where seeds have been planted. I've been hearing about a revival held in the state of Louisiana, not far from from where I serve as a pastor now. And men, the numbers are just mind-blowing of the people who are coming to Christ. Now, apparently, you know, they held the revival so many days in a row. And, and I guess as an evangelist come in, I've seen his name, but 
mind ain't what it used to be, so I can't remember his name. It doesn't matter. Uh, we give God the glory. We think we're thankful for the messengers he used and the, uses and the people he uses, but we give God the glory. And so these people, this fascinating number of people being saved. Uh, I know some people have gone to the revival and they've just talked about what an awesome experience it is planting seeds but in the lives of so many people seeing a harvest but also i've seen the pictures there a couple of pictures a couple of times of just a full church house an amazing number of people and i think about okay and that size crowd some coming to christ some have already come to christ but seeds are being planted in lives for salvation for encouragement for dedication for commitment all, all over again and then we were at the louisiana baptist convention a week ago i came home a week ago yesterday which would have been tuesday and uh, a week ago, Tuesday, and we were at a convention. Man, although most people, well, I, I suppose everybody there actually would have told you, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. But man, some seeds were planted, some seeds of happiness and hope and fulfillment and commitment and dedication. And, and, and uh, if there were people lost there, they had seeds planted in their life. And then as I talked to you about uh, the Youth Evangelism Conference was in Ellick. Uh, personally, I know three or four churches that went. Their youth guys, their leaders uh, took their young people, adults up there and seeds planted in their life. And there will be a harvest. And I'm telling you today, I'm challenging you, asking you, pleading with you, praying that you will do the best you can to plant seeds in people's lives. You say, really, Danny, you're not, you're not teaching us to win souls. You're not doing the, listen, uh, that's not the point here. Today is about making sure you're planting the seeds. And, and some, I hope you get to harvest. I, I ain't going to lie about that. I hope, I hope God gives you an opportunity to, you know, to share your faith, to, to help that person do what they need to do, you know, to admit they're a sinner, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, follow through in baptism. But that doesn't happen if we don't plant seeds. It's the beginning step planting seeds in the life of other people and this thanksgiving i've decided that what i want to do is i want to be thankful for the blessings god has given to us and i want to be thankful for the opportunity to plant seeds in the life of other people and i hope today that i've planted a seed in your life where you realize i should do everything i can do you want to buy a shoebox today and fill it up and and and, and find someone that's taking it? hey that would be a bad idea if you hadn't done one if your church didn't do it uh, but it's about more than that Look, there's a there's a multitude of ways, a multitude of ways to plant seeds in people's life, and and do that one time a year is a great way. Uh, but I, I'm thinking about every day. I, I really am thinking about every day. Let's plant seeds uh, in the lives of the people we meet, and it may be as simple as a smile, as a word of encouragement. It, it may be taking a moment to pray. It may be a handshake you give. It may be an invitation you offer. Uh, the common worship, but let's plant seeds in the life of others, and let's do that. So that we'll have a mighty harvest. Thanksgiving, by the way, uh, as I understand the history, remember the history, one part of it was being thankful for the harvest. I am thankful for the harvest that God has given and God is having right now in this world. But understand that there are many, many more opportunities we're not touching and we need to harvest. But to how to continue to have a harvest, we need to plant seeds. There's a lot of hard ground. A lot of difficult things. But God is able to take the seeds that you plant and bring a harvest. And sometimes you just need to make sure that you're in a seed planting ministry. I've got some friends who are who are busy planting seeds in the life of young people. And, and, and many of the pastors I know are busy planting seeds in the life of, of congregations. And, and many people I know are busy planting lives of seeds, planting seeds in the lives of others. But they're all planting seeds. You and I today, the challenge before us, the thing that we need to do more than anything else is 
plant seeds, whether it be shoeboxes or handshakes, hugs, or even if it's, you're called to go out in the parking lot and holler, make sure that you're planting seeds. I hope, I pray that you have a great Thanksgiving. I pray things go well for you, that you really get to enjoy your time with your family if you get the opportunity to do that. I've talked to a lot of people the last couple of weeks that aren't going to get together with family. So whatever, and, and some of them are fine with that. They're, you know, their family's gone and grown and doesn't live anywhere and can't come, and they're okay with that. They feel good about it uh, because they've had many, as many times, as one, as one lady told me this week, uh, we've had bunches of Thanksgivings together in the past, and health keeps us from getting together now. But we have memories that will carry on a lifetime. Well, I hope that there comes a time where you're able to think about the opportunities you had to plant seeds in people's life and you see a harvest of souls, a harvest of smiles, a harvest of hugs, and eventually you hear a Lord say, well done, thou good and faithful service. And you enter into the kingdom of his rest. Well, that is today's Thanksgiving message. It's different, I know. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope it meant something. I hope you plant seeds. Yes, my grandfather taught me how to garden. I don't know that I do near as good as he did, but I'm going to try my best to plant more seeds than I've ever planted in the next year. I hope you do the same. This has been DK Ministries Proclaiming the Word Podcast, and this has been a reminder about getting the need to get involved in a seed planting ministry that we might see a harvest of souls. You can contact us at dspreacherman gmail.com, all lowercase, dspreacherman at gmail.com, all lowercase. And yes, I know it's the first time I told you that today, but I normally tell you many times, but I wanted to talk to you about planting seeds and seeing a harvest. Listen, happy Thanksgiving to you. God bless you. Don't forget to be in church Sunday. Enjoy family time if you're able to have it. If you can't have it, enjoy the time that God gives you. Listen, if you're home by yourself, reading the books, watching the TV, whatever you're doing, Take a moment and just thank God for the good things he has done for you. And by the way, ask him to help you to plant more seeds. We will see you next time. This has been in his DK Ministries. DS Preacher Man at gmail.com. All our case. Let us know what you think.